Yeah, we know. We know. Here he comes again, making the biggest headlines in the world for doing something completely short-sighted, reckless, and stupid. This son of a bitch. At some point over the weekend, possibly during the midst of a manic episode, Elon Musk decided to throw away more than a decade of international brand awareness and a meaningful addition to our lexicon that led to a brand's ability to just passively market itself free of charge through simple conversation, all in favor of the letter X. Suck, Suck it. it. Uh, a simply astonishing level of ignorance on full display, one that even his most loyal supporters are critical of, all taking place over the course of just one weekend. So yeah, out of all the horrible ideas that this man has cooked up since being forced to purchase the company late last year, this one might be his worst yet. But is there more to the story than a simple name change? Yes. And it probably has something to do with reducing his legal and financial responsibilities. But let's just dive into this latest masterful gambit and try to figure out what the hell's going along, uh, going on uh, with all this? So Elon has been trying to make X happen for actually a very, very long time now. Decades. Goes all the way back to the late 90s when Elon founded X.com <laughs> as an online bank. But after some mergers and the addition of people who thought that his naming idea was dumb, leadership on that project was handed over to Peter Thiel, and it was renamed PayPal. Uh, Musk would later buy back the original X domain from PayPal in 2017 because you don't just let that one go. Yeah, here's a couple million dollars. I'd like that. Okay, sure, whatever. We, we're literally not using this. Thank you for the money? Question mark. Mm -hmm. Huh. What? Which name uh, conjures up images of buying things on the internet? PayPal or X? Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, I mean, I have a personal preference there, but. Let him cook. <laughs> so back in the earlier days of PayPal, when Musk was convinced that the future of banking would simply be X, there were a lot of the same concerns that are popping up right now with how Twitter is being rebranded. And we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but yeah, X and the newly unveiled graphic design associated with it... It's, it's their passion. ...makes the app, the profiles, and everything else on the site formerly known as Twitter feel like you're using a porn site instead of a massively popular social media platform. Or as one user, QAnon Latifah, put it, Gonna be honest, this new widget design looks like an app for a membership-only human trafficking gentleman's club headquartered in Budapest. Yeah. And we'll get into the actual design in a second, but all of that was to set up the fact that consumers and investors have been critical of Musk's idea for an X platform for the same reasons since he first tried to establish it over 20 years ago. Everyone associates it with pornography. Also, and I'm sure we'll get to this, how do you trademark X? Well, you, you kind of don't. <laughs> Especially if other companies have beaten you to the punch. When you have a brand, a valuable brand, you want to be able to trademark that brand and prevent others from, you know, using it. But a single letter of the alphabet would seem to create a problem hmm. in that sense. Anyways, here's uh, Insider with more on that porno problem. In X.com, Elon Musk sees the name of an enterprising business ready to change the world. But others see a porn website. At the turn of the century, Musk had wanted to use the name X.com, the new name of Twitter, for the company now known as PayPal that he was building with Peter Thiel and Max Levchin. Musk wanted the company to be rebranded either as X.com or X PayPal. <laughs> but his fellow executives disagreed. 
focus groups showed that the name X.com, on the contrary, conjured up visions of a seedy site you would not talk about in polite company. Walter Isaacson, the author of an upcoming biography on Elon Musk, tweeted. In his Peter Thiel biography, Contrarian, Max Chafkin wrote about the same response from focus groups. X has conducted a series of focus groups showing that customers had disliked the brand name because it reminded them of porn, Chafkin wrote. It was very annoying, obviously, like writing today's episode and just having a bunch of Twitter tabs open and seeing just X tabs. X, 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 X across the top. Um, I guess my cookies haven't like switched out. or uh, It still looks like Twitter to me. It's going to be worse when the app icon changes on the phone because then it's like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean that that little bird, iconic, and the the old the old graphic designer like shared his process uh, of it on Twitter over the weekend. And it's like, yeah, it's a pretty remarkable like it's actually creating a logo is is a really yeah, painstaking re- process. Much simpler, but still reminiscent of the Pepsi brand logo uh, yeah. stuff that went on behind the scenes with that. Well, that one went a little <laughs> a little off the rails. Yeah, I'd that say. was uh, that was crazy, but uh, still. A fun thing to look at. Yeah, and especially when you compare it with the original Twitter bird. That little cartoon? Hideous. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a dumb fucking name for any project, let alone one as impossibly ambitious as what he's trying to do, which is to create the Everything app, akin to WeChat in China. Something that absolutely no one is asking for, and most are turned off by. Why would you want more consolidation of every aspect of your life into the hands of a tech company, especially when it's run by a guy who clearly has no idea what the hell he's doing and just spent the last week or so pathetically begging people to sign up for Twitter Blue so they could have a chance to potentially get thousands of dollars in ad revenue? Yeah, he's running a Ponzi scheme here. And Twitter Blue is a worthless subscription service whose name is now nonsensical after this rebrand. X Blue. There's not even a blue associated with the site anymore. X black? Well, sure. That sounds like porn. Shit. Uh, Mr. Musk, we just wanted a place to write little jokes or post memes in a public way. Why are you trying to make this more than anyone ever wanted it to be? That is the the problem that lies at the foundation of everything going wrong here is Elon Musk and a lot of other dumb people thinking, putting way more importance on Twitter than it ever really deserved. Yeah. But at least they were putting importance on Twitter, the brand, and not just, I guess, the idea of Twitter, even though there are currently like five identical, identical carbon copy apps of Twitter. You can't copyright the format at all because it's that fucking generic. All Twitter has is the brand. And you're getting rid of the brand, you fucking moron. Soon enough, X will uh, be responsible for not only the shit posts of millions, but half of the financial institutions across the world. Essentially, if, if, if done right, the X would be, would, would serve people's financial needs to such a degree that over time it would become, I don't know, maybe half of the global financial system. Wow. Yeah, it's a great, great time to do that, too. Once, like, uh, you know, Venmo and... Uh, yeah, everything else. Every, yeah. Venmo and Cash App and Zelle are all very well established. Uh, also, how, how, hard, how hard could getting into the financial services business be? I assume not too hard. Uh, also, Twitter's previous owner tried this. Also, uh, the only... Six, somewhat successful. The only reason Venmo is popular in the United States is because we're one of the few, uh, you know, 
developed nations on Earth where the banking system uh, just did not come up with the idea themselves. Like, over in Europe, they're like, why the fuck would I use that? Mm -hmm. I just opened my bank app, beep, bop, boop, there's your money. Yeah. Well, you know, things are things are a bit difficult over here in the United States. But uh, who doesn't want to trust Elon Musk with all and for every aspect of their lives? Me. I don't trust him. Anyways, on Saturday, after a few seemingly odd tweets about just the basic color of the website, Musk finally tweeted, And soon we shall bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the birds. If a good enough X logo is posted tonight, we'll make go live worldwide tomorrow. Sorry, sir, the biggest brand change this company has ever seen in its 15 years of existence. You are crowdsourcing the He logo did get some good it. responses, though. Uh, yeah, some really uh, interesting... Some, one, some ones that maybe fit a little too well, I'd say. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of iconic X symbols over the years. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he then posted a simple mock-up of the current Twitter logo with a sort of distressed or scratched background and said, Like this, but X... And it really seems like there was zero internal planning regarding this branding change. Uh, Elon's been tossing around the idea of X as a platform for a while. He also changed the holding company of yeah, Twitter. X it, Corp. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, completely rebranding an already popular social media platform to something that sounds like a porn site. Within days, admitting you didn't have a logo ready, and then just sort of filling in the blanks on everything else as you go along, uh, seems a little bit misguided. And the result of someone surrounded by yes-men and desperately flying by the seat of his pants. In fact, as you'll probably recall, even CEO Linda Yaccarino was referring to Twitter by its name, Twitter, just last week in a way that seemed to tout its brand awareness in the social media space when she said, The hashtag Barbenheimer conversation is heating up on Twitter. We'll see what happens at the box office this weekend, but one thing's for sure, they're both blockbusters on Twitter. Hmm. And yeah, also referring to the company as Twitter while promoting the U.S. women national team soccer match just hours before Elon decided to rebrand. It seems like this, you just woke up over the weekend. A great, great time to implement huge changes at a tech company on the weekend. Uh, I'm sure the yeah. few remaining people working there loved that. Well, you can't wake up when you're never asleep. So can't wake up if you don't go to sleep. You can't wake up if you don't go to sleep. That's right. You can't wake up if you don't go to sleep. You can't wake up if you don't go to sleep. So she was, uh, Linda, Linda Yaccarino, was quick to pivot, however, responding to the name change on Sunday and elaborating on what it actually means. What does this all mean, Linda? Well, it, she made up a delicious word salad. She, that, yeah, no, she's a professional. She, yeah. she sells snake oil for a living. That's right. She's she, good at it. It was... A word salad so delicious <laughs> that it is typically only served up in boardrooms to confuse idiot investors into thinking that they have stumbled upon a genius with a foolproof plan that will definitely change the world this time. Yeah, it's uh, it's all startup talk. Yes. This is a 15-year-old company. No, more than that, it's like 2006. That's, that's a long it's time. It's a very old it's company. a long time. Why and they're in there pitching it. It sounds like they're pitching it to VCs yeah. in a boardroom. And Which like, they might be, but mm -hmm. I, the money is... Not so Instead, good they're days. they're pitching it to the Twitter Blue members to yeah make them feel good. So look, here's Lindy Yaccarino, former CEO of Twitter, current CEO of X, explaining what the hell X even is. It's an exceptionally rare thing in life or in business that you get a second chance to make another big impression. Twitter made one massive impression and changed the way we communicate. Now 
X will go further, transforming the global town square. X is the future state of unlimited interactivity centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. Powered by AI, X will connect us <laughs> X will connect us all in ways we're just beginning to imagine. Mm, you should have I feel like you probably want to imagine those things before mm. just pulling the trigger. Nope. For years, fans and critics alike have pushed Twitter to dream bigger, to innovate faster, and to fulfill our great potential. No, we haven't. X will do that and more. We've already started to see X take shape over the past eight months through our rapid feature launches, but we're just getting started. There's absolutely no limit to this transformation. X will be the platform that can deliver, well, everything. Elon Musk and I are looking forward to working with our teams and every single one of our partners to bring X to the world. This shit is so fucked. Yeah, this is doomed. <laughs> this is... Again, Twitter, it's, it's just a, it's a place for people to post their thoughts. What are you doing? They don't know what, what they're doing. What are you doing? This is classic, we need this business to sound like much more than it is, or else we're not getting this next round of seed funding talk. Yeah, but again. This is machinima, when, we get a billion views a month, corporate speak. Uh, yeah, well, this is I owe tens of billions of dollars to the banks. <laughs> and they desperately need to get uh, out of it, money. Yeah, uh, so, so all right, Linda, great stuff. But yeah, let's check in and see what the business analysts think of this move before we get into everything that has followed the announcement. Here's CNBC, whose article ran under the headline, Musk risks even more damage to Twitter's <laughs> business as the messaging app changes name to X. The rebrand comes after months of erratic behavior by the world's richest person turned off users and pushed away advertisers, leaving Twitter in a troubled financial position and increasingly vulnerable to competition. Killing an iconic internet brand is extremely risky at a time when rival apps such as the new Instagram threads and smaller upstarts such as Blue Sky are luring users, said Mike Prulks, an analyst at Forrester. Musk has single-handedly wiped out over 15 years of a brand name that has secured its place in our cultural lexicon, Prolk said in an email. You know what's also funny about this is that Threads was visibly, noticeably on a downturn yeah, traffic-wise. The, the original... Less posts, less interactions, and just as of yesterday, it has lightened up once again with more users. People are signing up again, and uh, it's becoming very active again. It's, they, Threads was doomed if they didn't start releasing new stuff faster. Mm -hmm. uh, X just gave it to them. Yeah. X just gave it to them. And they said X going to give it to you and X, X just did. X gave it to you. We got got by X. Mm -hmm. We got X'd. But let's get into the various missteps now uh, in just the past, you know, 48 hours or so, including the god-awful graphic design is my passion logo and alterations made to the homepage. Now, first off, we don't want it to go unnoticed because it was probably the best joke amidst a barrage of actual unironic submissions to Mr. Musk. But Rob Den Blaker of Cyanide and Happiness submitted his idea for the new X logo, and it was just the Confederate flag. Yeah. Which, yeah, perfect, because Elon Musk is a racist loser. Yeah, there were other people submitting just various uh, Nazi symbols, and uh, yeah, you know, you get it. Mm -hmm. uh, the logo they went with, however, it's just a simple X, typed out in what appears to be the lowercase version of the letter from the monotype font Special Alphabet 4, which is 
totally uninspired and seems like something that can't really be trademarked, which has, of course, led to numerous crypto scams proliferating the platform within hours. It's a stupid logo. It looks like a porn app or an escort service, and it's going to have a drastically negative effect on the brand, whatever the hell that even means at this point. Yeah, uh, so there's... It's a Unicode symbol. Yeah, a lot of people were... Initially, people were like, oh, he's using um, a very expensive font that requires a special license uh, for commercial use, and it does resemble that one. So people are like, oh, did he... Is he going to get sued? No, it's even dumber than that, actually. It's a Unicode symbol, which literally cannot be trademarked at all. So... Also, Great stuff. as was pointed out by numerous people, this is a logo that has been used extensively over the past three decades. Yeah. Uh, the exact same logo. So it's 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 dumb. Cool. It looks bad, and it is not going to work out the way I think he thinks it is. Also, did you see the, the app logo? <laughs> They uh, they didn't like make it a, yeah so all uh, they held all they transparency had, yeah so there's no they didn't use a transparent PNG which like even if that was the case it w- this would have been so fucking simple you take the distressed Twitter background or whatever the texture you take the white X on a black square and you just go into layer style and you click uh, add or uh, multiply or multiply yeah. is darken you okay. wouldn't want that you'd want um, Screen, I think, is the one you'd want. Anyway, it'd be very easy, but no one in Elon's orbit, uh, I guess, knows graphic design. So if you look closely, it is clearly a Just pasted black on top square of it, yeah. on top of a texture. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Anyway, let's briefly ponder why Elon Musk decided to make this drastic change so suddenly. We are obviously aware that he has been building up to some sort of X app something for a while and even rolled Twitter under the X Corp umbrella a while back. But all of that seems so meaningless. Could there be some ulterior motive here instead? Potentially. We're leaning towards this being a way to somehow attempt to not pay the company's many debts, including, but not limited to, server costs, office rent, employee severance, interest on billions of dollars worth of loans, investments from the Saudis, and so on. Yeah, I mean, look, if we were good at business... Well, Twitter owes you money, but Twitter uh, (laughs) doesn't appear to exist anymore. We're not good at business because historically, if we were good at business, we would have taken those PPP loans, and we didn't do that. And uh, looking back now, it seems like it was just free money that we just left on the table. Yeah, we goofed. Because we don't understand business, I'm sure that there is a way in America's legal system to magically do away with all of your... Debts and responsibilities Trump by this with changing the, the name. Trump Organization Part 2? Didn't he do something he like that? He tried to, yeah, which maybe it worked. I don't know. It's If nothing like it else, work, it creates but... more legal problems that they have to spend time unraveling before they get to any responsibility. So that could be it. Yeah. Uh, the other motive might just be pure spite for what Twitter was before Musk took over, which is also completely plausible. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's how Casey Newton put it in an article for Platformer. He says that Musk's project is best understood not as a money-making endeavor, but as an extended act of cultural vandalism. Just as he graffitis his 420s and 69s all over corporate filings, and just as he paints over corporate signage in office rooms with his little sex puns, so does he delight in erasing the Twitter that was. All of this has been clear since at least November, when Musk gleefully mocked a stack of Black Lives Matter t-shirts that he found in a company closet. Yes, Musk regularly issues grandiose pronouncements about how Twitter will someday become a WeChat-style super app, ensure the future of civilization, and so on. 
But at its core, Musk's misadventure at Twitter has been reactionary. An ideological purge of the employees he saw as woke and entitled, a gleeful inversion of industry standards around content moderation, a hollowing out of the free product, and a redistribution of the company's attention and wealth towards right-wing users. Viewed through this lens, it's only natural that Musk would conclude his project by destroying the one aspect of the old Twitter that still remained, its name. And so, on Sunday night, before the crane arrived, the company projected its new logo, an apparently off-the-shelf Unicode character, onto the side of the building it currently occupies. Man, this sucks. It does. It is a sad day. I wonder how Jack Dorsey's doing. Uh, he made... All the comments he's been making recently seem like he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, seems like that would... But, I mean, I, I would imagine... Also, he, Blue Sky's running into numerous problems with content moderation. Well, yeah, but I would imagine he's got very mixed feelings on it. Uh, his his brand is being destroyed, but also he's probably laughing his ass off as, as a man who actually has run a financial services company for a very long time. Square. And and chose not to integrate that into Twitter, despite having you know every opportunity to do so. He is probably amused by Elon Musk's ambitious plans for X. Mm-hmm. But anyway, fun side note on that crane that showed up to remove Twitter's name from the building. Um, the company didn't get any work permits from the city of San Francisco, so the local police department showed up and started asking questions, immediately delaying the removal of the Twitter sign and leaving just the letters E and R or Er, as in, er, this is awkward. <laughs> According to local reporting, the cops left soon after and the work continued. But speaking of Musk not checking on literally anything before moving forward with an idea, even the name X is going to cause him massive legal headaches because apparently both Microsoft and Meta have some form of trademark or copyright protections filed within the space that Musk's X would be operating in. So... Those inevitable court filings will be interesting if this ever amounts to anything other than just bankruptcy. Yeah. So I saw a theory online that he, I have no idea the the legal way to do this, but changing it to X, making it go bankrupt, and then bringing back Twitter is yeah, apparently well, some kind of path. He could still, yeah, he could at some point sell the Twitter name mm -hmm. and it would probably fetch a, pretty good price yeah um i mean it also might be too late by then but who knows yeah i mean he, he is i guess making the old beloved brand uh something that he could offload to uh, cover his debts also, if he wanted to so funny that like specifically linda yaccarino was brought in because she is a salesperson with ad agencies from a very big reputable yeah studio she understands public and perception. is now having to deal with this yeah, Which poor. is going to be impossible, and, and who knows whenever the Cheech and Chong money is going to dry up. I I don't see Linda Yaccarino sticking around for too long. Isn't she supposed to be running the company, and yet he's the one tweeting at like right. 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, being she, like, and it's now X. This is just the latest example of her not really having any executive power at this company. She's just... Literally... She's the PR... She... He hired a PR person yeah. and gave them the title of CEO. She was promoting and tweeting about Twitter sports and Twitter in general as a mm -hmm. brand name hours before Elon made this decision. So I'm under the assumption that she was not told in advance about any of this. No. 
I imagine she would have had some thoughts. Yeah. Anyways, um, also, did you see the uh, the Twitter accounts for um, like X videos and a couple other porn accounts yeah. <laughs> that have X in them have all been uh, weirdly suspended because, wait, we want this to be the website for everything, including videos. So X videos. Hmm, I wonder if anyone else has ever <laughs> used that before. Also, they're still using at Twitter. Yeah, and all because the at results. X is just some dude that uh, staked out that username like in the first day that the, the Twitter went live. Yeah, there's a lot more that is definitely going to be happening over the next couple of days, and we'll, I'm sure we'll have updates on it in this week's Tech News Day. But for now, we have to leave Elon Musk behind. Bye, Elon. <laughs> See you soon. Yeah. But yeah, first, let's thank today's sponsors, starting with a new and exciting sponsor that we were fans of before they even sponsored the show. And boy, have they been coming in very clutch in these summer doldrums. <laughs> and that's Liquid IV. Yeah, for the, for the past few weeks, both of us have been pushing our bodies to their absolute limits. I've been trail running damn near every day in our various city parks. And Elliot has been gardening. I built a fucking 100-square-foot retaining wall. Elliot has been <laughs> landscaping. So no matter whose activity is objectively cooler, one thing that's not cool is being dehydrated from working up a sweat in the summer sun. And while water is, of course, the most crucial and necessary part of your all-day routine, sometimes you need a little extra. And that's where Liquid IV comes in. And here's the better news. It's sugar-free and contains no artificial sweeteners. It's sugar, man. It's sugar-free, man. Yeah. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. Keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors, white peach, green grape, and lemon lime. Our favorite part about Liquid IV is how easy it is to use because it comes in convenient little packets that allow you to just drop some into a cup or water bottle, mix it up, chug it down, and then get back to work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, this has kept me, literally kept me alive for the past few weeks. Um, and I also, yeah, I've been a big fan of this going back years. It's good for staying hydrated. And there's a lot of different situations uh, for staying hydrated. I mean, being in hot Middle weather. Middle of the night. Being uh, in hot weather is one, but also, uh, you know, waking up after consuming maybe a few too many drinks, that's another one. Um, or if you're, you know, having some tummy trouble and feeling a bit sick, you, yeah. you want to stay hydrated. And it's good for all those things. Well, with that in mind, let's talk about our favorite flavors. Mine, I'm not a huge peach fan, but with this stuff, Peach is my favorite overall. I actually really, really enjoy it. I like the grape. Oh, well, there you go. We got a grape boy and a peach man. White grape. Sorry to emasculate you. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I'm a grape boy. I'm a peach man. Uh, so one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. And it also contains eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness with three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. Non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. This stuff... Legit. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Now, sugar-free. Grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or use our code and get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Today Daily at checkout. That is 20% off anything you order when you use our promo code Today Daily at liquidiv.com. Stay thirsty, my friends. Or d stay the opposite of thirsty. Oh, yeah. Stay hydrated, my friend. That's right. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by Factor. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. 
Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook, but you want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? Try delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Elevate eating at home with their new upscale surf and turf and surf and surf meal options like roasted garlic filet mignon and shrimp and Cajun spiced shrimp and salmon. Choose from 34 plus chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options featuring premium ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons, including breakfast items like the delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or, for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. This July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in two minutes? No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com ITDaily50 and use code ITDaily50 to get 50% off. That's code ITDaily50 at factormeals.com ITDaily50 to get 50% off. Check them out. All right, back into the news now with a lawsuit over your First Amendment right to post memes. And this one isn't just some old crank upset that he's shadow banned from X.com for doing a little little racism. Uh, this is a high school student who was kicked out of school for posting memes that mocked the school's principal on Instagram. So here's the, the New York Times. A 17-year-old student in Tennessee is suing his school district and two top school officials for the three-day suspension he received after he posted satirical memes about the principal on social media when he was not on campus. Okay, three days? I mean, who hasn't been suspended from high school for at least three days? Me. Did you ever even live, Elliot? I went to detention a bunch of times, but I never got suspended. I definitely got suspended. I mean, yeah, it's probably frustrating, and I guess it might hurt your record if you're trying to get into a good college. Maybe. Who knows? But the entire case seems to be based on the fact that he, he posted the memes outside of school hours and off campus, and that's what makes it very legal and very cool. Okay. Yeah. So the article continues, and heads up, the student is referred to as IP because he likes to pee freely. No, no. because he's just a teenager. Yeah. The lawsuit accuses the defendants, Tullahoma City Schools, Jason Quick, the former principal, and Derek Crutchfield, an assistant principal, of violating his First Amendment rights. In 2022, IP posted three memes on his public Instagram account featuring Mr. Quick. None of the memes were uploaded while IP was on campus or during school hours, according to the lawsuit, which was filed on July 19th in U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Tennessee. Hmm. Now I want to see these memes. Yeah. I mean, these have got to be some edgy offensive memes, yeah. right? Maybe some Pepe's? Who knows? He is a teenager. I mean, these could very conceivably be horrifically sinister and graphic memes. Quote, one showed Mr. Quick holding a box of vegetables, to which IP added text that said, like a sister, but not a sister. Hearts? What? Uh, another portrayed Mr. Quick in a dress with cat ears and whiskers, while a third meme showed the principal's face superimposed on a video game character being hugged by a cartoon bird. What? 
IP intended the images to satirize in IP's view. Quick's overly serious demeanor, the lawsuit said. Okay. What? All right. What? I don't know, man. So this is a tough one. On, on the one hand, these <laughs> seem very harmless. Yeah. Uh, even, uh, even though it's a, you know, just a three-day suspension, I, I guess some colleges would use that as a way to, like, deny enrollment, maybe. But I'm also not a huge fan of publicly mocking teachers and administrative staff if the extent of their crimes is not having a sense of humor. Uh, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe it was because I made my teachers' lives a living hell because I didn't know any better. But it feels unnecessarily spiteful to do this and then sue the school over it. On the other hand, just remove the suspension from his file or something. Give him detention instead. I, I don't know what the other option is. I, I feel like it's strange that this would carry over into your seeming seemingly professional life and affect you getting into college. Also, so that part sucks. Also, why are these adult school administrators uh, perusing the Instagram profiles of minors? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Maybe it, it could be any reason. It could be sent to them by someone or whatever. Mm. But uh, who knows? That is weird. Yes, yeah. of course. But yeah, he's this kid, this teenager, he doesn't obviously doesn't know any better. And his potential future shouldn't suffer as a result. Legally speaking, yeah, this kid was probably well within his rights and might win, especially since previous cases have already gone all the way to the Supreme Court, which ruled that unless a student's off-campus expression causes a substantial disruption at school, the job of policing their speech falls to parents, not the government. Uh, anyways, the principal resigned from his position at the end of the most recent school year, and it wasn't confirmed it, it, that the lawsuit was the reason, but it seems like it might have had an effect on his decision. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, This all happened after I finished school. We had MySpace for like senior year, part of senior year of high school. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot of uh, teens. The ones I do all keep their shit private <laughs> on Instagram for probably good reasons. So maybe just do that. Yeah. Anyways, in other news, anti-woke and presumed racist... <laughs> <laughs> alleged racist <laughs> Jason Aldean is back in the news again just days after he claimed he was being cancelled by the cancel culture mob over his new song and video where he furiously blows into a dog whistle for three minutes straight alongside footage of Black Lives Matter protests and a performance in front of an infamous blood-stained southern courthouse being cancelled seems to be working out just fine though for Mr. Aldean uh, on the charts. Uh, his dumbass song has skyrocketed to the number one position in the wake of him being cancelled. So I, uh, it doesn't seem like he's been cancelled at all, mm -hmm. if you ask me. Well, the universe saw that and said, Mr. Aldean, for profiting off your racism and your bigotry, you have earned yourself a kiss from the devil. <laughs> because shortly after taking the stage for a concert in Hartford, Connecticut this past Saturday, Jason Aldean got a case of the vapors, and he didn't have his fainting couch up there on stage, Woo! so he was rushed off stage. Climate change nearly canceled Jason Aldean. Try that in a small town. Mm -hmm. Here's CBS News. Country singer Jason Aldean will reschedule a concert cut short after he suffered heat stroke on stage, a representative said. Aldean later said he was doing fine after rushing off stage Saturday with what he described as a combination of dehydration and just heat exhaustion. Aldean was performing at the Xfinity Theater in Hartford, Connecticut, where temperatures reached a high of 89 degrees. 
At one point during the performance, Aldine appeared to struggle to sing before running off stage, footage shared by fans showed. However, to get further into his explanation of it, like he could have just let the PR representative do their job and say medical reasons. Yeah, no I mean, further it, looking into this. It it's happens. fine. It happens. It gets real hot up on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's summertime. However, it's fine because this specific type of dude simply cannot appear to be emasculated in any way. He put out a statement of his own, claiming that it wasn't heat stroke, what? and that it was quote just one of those things. It was hot. You got I'm... too hot. You got heat. God damn it. It was hot. I was playing golf all day yesterday, and then got to the show and just. I think it was a combination of dehydration and just heat exhaustion. So, so heat stroke, you fucking asshole. Heat, yep, yeah, heat stroke, because I was playing all that golf. That's right. Let's see the scorecard, Jason. Yeah, I'm sure telling all of the people in the audience who paid a bunch of money to see you, the performer, and then got babysitters, drove all the way there, dealt with the entire day at the venue, they're going to be much happier hearing that you were just tired and dehydrated from a day of drinking and golf instead of the very normal statement from a PR person that said he had heat stroke. Yeah, I didn't get heat stroke, guys. Let me be clear. I just uh, did a bunch of activities before this show that I don't care about for the for you morons who I don't like. <laughs> bunch of activities that ensured that I would be too exhausted to give the performance that you paid top dollar for. Then again, they're Jason Aldean fans, yeah, so who Victimless cares? crime. Yeah. Who gives a shit? <sighs> anyway, folks. Oh, it's Hollywood time. The box office numbers are in. Linda, you're going to want to listen to this. Yeah, uh, Linda, big things are happening at the box office. So, uh, Barbenheimer weekend, it came, it went. It broke all sorts of numbers and records, despite the conservative voices in this country doing everything in their power to pathetically beg people not to see the Barbie movie because it might radicalize them into thinking that women are human beings capable of doing things outside of the home. Also, they don't know how to do a boycott, so they all went to see Barbie yes, that's to how you, tell everyone how much, much like they didn't like buying it. Bud Light to shoot it. They yeah. went to the Barbie thing to sit there and frantically take notes. Yeah, we're not going to get into this too much. It's pointless to give Ben Shapiro even more oxygen and views, but uh, yeah, he went to a screening, wrote pages of notes about how much he hated the movie while watching it, um, claimed that he didn't even want to go. He just got dragged there by his producer and then put up a 45-minute video about a movie based on a toy doll for girls. Mm-hmm. He also lit a Barbie doll on fire, which is uh, totally cool, masculine, and normal. What a badass. Yeah. The coverage of Shapiro's dumbass video has already been exhaustive, so let's just look at these staggering box office numbers instead. Here's Variety. Barbie ended up with $162 million in its first weekend of release, above Sunday's already record-breaking estimate of $155 million. Those ticket sales rank as the biggest opening weekend of the year, besting the Super Mario Bros. movie at $146 million. Barbie also marks the biggest debut ever for a film directed by a woman, overtaking Anna Boden and Ryan Fleck's 2019 blockbuster Captain Marvel at $153 million. Oppenheimer 2 beat expectations with $82.4 million, slightly higher than Sunday's huge $80.5 million projection. At the international box office, the biopic about the father of the atomic bomb added $98 million for a global tally of $180 million. Even with a box office straw like Nolan at the helm, it's a remarkable start for a three-hour-long period piece with little action and lots of talking. It's one of the best starts ever for an R-rated film, as well as a biographical drama. Unfortunately, though, this means that for at least the next five years or so, studios are going to be desperately trying to recreate the organic marketing that spawned from these two polar opposite films being released on the same day. 
and it's it's going to become very annoying very fast. I mean, this once like politicians started uh, doing barbin barbin hammer posts, it was the meme was dead. Mm -hmm. You can't just force things like this to happen. It was magic once. Everyone enjoyed it because it wasn't forced, and now it's over. Until Christmas or whatever the next weird pairing of movies is, they're, they're going to be forcing this for a while. Uh, as for Oppenheimer, I loved it. I have been uh, vocally opposed to very long movies for a while now. Uh, Oppenheimer, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. And yeah, it's all dialogue for the most part, but uh, riveting. I'd love to see either of these movies. Unfortunately, I live in Los Angeles, and um, two of the biggest unions in town are on strike and have a lot of free time to go take up seats <laughs> out of the movie theater. I, they need to get back to work so I can get a fucking seat to see these damn these movies. These tickets are harder to get than Taylor Swift concert tickets. Yeah, I was even looking, like, even this week. It's it's. Well, it's I, hard. apparently I lucked and out. I'm not, because... sitting, I'm not sitting in the way back, and I'm not sitting in the way front. Uh-uh. Uh, I apparently lucked out because my screening had no visual or audio issues, and there were multiple videos and yeah, projectors. Uh, the, the fucking IMAX reel weighs like a thousand pounds or some <laughs> shit. So there was a bunch of problems all over town. I had no problems in my screening. It was very cool seeing everyone dressed up as Barbie or dressed up in weird 1930s clothes for Oppenheimer. It was a good time in the theater. Everyone had a blast, literally. Boom. When the bomb went off, everyone yeah. they clapped. Yeah. They said, America number one. It was good that we dropped that bomb on the <laughs> Japanese. It was good. Uh, That's I'm, why we did it twice. We just, it was good that we killed all those people in Japan. I'm and thank you, Christopher Nolan, for making a movie that allows us, <laughs> allows us to finally accept that the bomb was a good, unequivocally good thing that we did as a country. And its consequences With were non-existent. Zero nuance. In the movie or otherwise. Yeah. Uh, finally. No, that it, it definitely goes through all of no, those. No, the movie's issues. about how cool it was to to nuke Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, much like the Ben Shapiro dissecting Barbie stuff, I am already exhausted by the people uh, taking weird stances on the Oppenheimer movie. Yeah, and it's like I haven't actively been avoiding it because it's you know it's it's true story. Yeah, and I I do have you know I'm fairly well versed in the. The story, I'm excited to see the movie, but yeah, so I can I can appreciate these takes without even having seen the film because it is a very important event that happened in the world. Yeah, it also goes, a lot of the stuff that I've seen goes back to, I don't know why this is the cultural touchstone for me, but the people not understanding like the depth of the Titanic and it, it, it's a realization of, you know, I'm just getting old, but a vast majority of people seeing these movies are even further disconnected yeah. uh, from this actual history. So there are a bunch of people who are just finding out about all of this for the first this time. This Robert Oppenheimer guy is kind of problematic. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> kind of like, it's very odd to see. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'm just going to stand on the sidelines here and let everyone figure this are out Are we really going to glorify this guy? He killed hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it's certainly fascinating to watch. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, finally today, since it feels almost necessary to have at least one absurd animal-related story per episode now, the sharks are on cocaine. That's right, folks. It's it's cocaine shark season or shark cane it's or... shark week. Whatever. It's, uh, it's actually pretty depressing. And if the interactions with typically less deadly aquatic animals are any indication, we're all going to be paying for this shit sometime in the very near future. But here's the Guardian with... 
more with uh, what's going on with these coked up sharks. And yeah, it, it has a lot to do with Shark Week. Uh, it, in what could be the plot line for the next cheesy marine themed disaster movie, and it will be, scientists think crazed and hungry sharks could be feasting on bales of hallucinatory drugs dumped off the Florida coast. Yet while cocaine sharks, a highlight of Discovery's upcoming Shark Week, does indeed examine if the ocean predators are chomping on floating pharmaceuticals cast overboard by passing traffickers, marine scientists who made the TV program say its purpose is beyond gratuitous entertainment. Okay. Much like us, they gotta slide people into it with a with a fun title and goofy head, uh, thumbnail. Yeah, it'll make you laugh and then it'll make you think. Mm -hmm. It's a catchy headline to shed light on a real problem, that everything we use, everything we manufacture, everything we put into our bodies ends up in our wastewater streams and natural water bodies. And these aquatic life we depend on to survive are then exposed to that, said Dr. Tracy Fanara, a Florida-based environmental engineer and lead member of the research team. In their research, conducted during six days at sea in the Florida Keys, the ecologically sensitive island chain off the state's southern tip, Fanara and the British marine biologist Tom Hurd observed sharks exhibiting peculiar behaviors. A hammerhead, a species that would usually swim away from humans, came directly towards the divers, moving erratically. They also observed a sandbar shark swimming in circles as it apparently focused on an imaginary object. Fanara said they chose the Florida Keys as the best location for the research because a convergence of ocean currents made the region prevalent for floating bales of cocaine. While we were in the Keys filming, cocaine bales were washing ashore, like twice in one week, so it's really a prevalent issue. And yeah, these, these sharks, uh, I was reading about this, like they did some tests, like they, the sharks recognized these cocaine bales just like visually. Mm -hmm. Like they were tossing them in without cocaine, but like no the sharks see them, they just like make a fucking beeline for them. They like getting wet. Yeah. And that's why they do it in the Florida Keys. Yeah. They need a device to get, get it up there. Keyed up down mm -hmm. the Keys. So yeah, we, us humans, we deserve whatever the animals have in store. And uh, we await their mercy in some scenarios and yeah. their vengeance in others. Did you see like one of their other stunts this year is like putting. <laughs> Putting like a cockpit inside of like a, a dead whale carcass, and so that you no! can, so that you can like, it around like a bubble. So you, I I don't know. Is OceanGate developing this? It's just like a, it's a whale carcass floating on the surface, but they put like a glass bubble where you can sit inside and just like observe the sharks coming up and devouring the whale from up close. Yeah, sounds like a great time. I'm sure it smells great too. And they give you when you want to get out, you have to light a candle. It burns the whale, and the whale spits you out. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, we deserve what these animals, everything they have in store for us. Yep. But before we're all attacked by marine life, why don't you uh, take a quick second to hit that like button. It's right there. Come it's on. It's right there. You can do it. Yeah. It helps the show grow, and you feel good doing it. It, it does the confetti. Everyone loves when they hit the like button. Do it. And leave a comment if you want. Maybe even reply to a comment. Get the threads going. Mm -hmm. If you see someone saying that they're new down there in the comment section, Give them a warm welcome to our very fun community. And if you are new, say, hey, look, I'm new. Everyone be nice to me. So thanks for interacting with this content. It really does help. But please, watch our other videos. We did uh, Trump is stealing artifacts <laughs> from Israel, sort of. And this is maybe uh, the one time that he isn't actually yeah, at fault. So he you're going to be did do everything right. very surprised by our takes on this one. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have a more recent episode of News Dump. Check both of those out right over here if you haven't already. Uh, and if you have, maybe watch them five or six more times. Who knows? Anyways, <laughs> we'll see you soon for Tech News Day, which I'm sure will have more of he who shall not be named. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.